Welcome to A Brief Chat. I'm Jason Crane. I'm Owen Crane. This is the show for the week of Monday, the 9th of December, 2019, and we are trying something uh, brand new. And that is that we are recording while making dinner, which we've never done before and may never do again. That was the most stressful moment, peeling a carrot of my life. <laughs> peeling a carrot for the tape. Yeah. You just peeled that carrot for history, man. <laughs> so what we're doing, well, first of all, what are you doing? I'm making chicken and dumplings. Owen's making chicken and dumplings for dinner, which sounds awesome. And we are doing this partly, well, for several reasons. First of all, we don't have lavalier mics, the mics that pin onto your uh, pin onto your shirt or whatever. So we are doing this with just a handheld microphone, and it's as ridiculous as you can imagine. Actually, that it let's be. let's take a picture right now. Uh, yeah, we're taking a selfie of us recording, so you can see just how great this is. <laughs> Hi there, everybody. And when we post this picture, you'll know that this is exactly where Jason is standing the entire time. Yeah. So anyway, we're doing it while we're cooking dinner because later tonight I have to record as a guest on another podcast, the podcast Sound Logic, and. Uh, of course, it's Sunday afternoon, it's Sunday evening, and we haven't made our show yet. I did do the interview for it uh, with Aunt Linda, which is coming up later, but we haven't made our show yet. So we're just trying to shove in as many things as we possibly can <laughs> at the same time and as fast as we can. And people also comment repeatedly that they like when there's food on the podcast, when we record and we talk about the food that we just ate or are about to eat. And so this is even... Bring you in media res to the food happening. In media res. Wow. The $20 word right there. That's way more than $20. And that's actually the second time I've heard that word today because... Listening to... Is it because you do the New York Times crossword? Oh, no. I mean, I am a nerd, but it wasn't in the New York Times crossword. It was on The Mandalorian, which is the <laughs> Mandalorian-related Star Wars Minute podcast, because this week's episode of The Mandalorian opened in media res uh, when the action is already taking place. Can I just say, it? Or why does it already smell good here? Oh. Because oh, there's chicken stock and butter and spices in a pot that's coming to a boil. It's my first time cooking with chicken stock that I actually made. Eat your heart out, Julia Child. Um, so if it sucks ass, that's why. So now we're going to <laughs> chop the carrots. Uh, yeah, so it smells amazing in here already. Now, I will say that this house came pre-amazing oh. smelled. Oh, my God. I came home today, and the house was amazing. I walked in the door. It was super clean, and it smelled like fresh-baked cookies. I felt like I was on HGTV, except there was nobody annoying about to, like, pop out of the closet. And the reason it smelled like fresh-baked cookies is because today, for the first time in my 46 years, I made Nestle Toll House cookies from scratch. You did, and you did it perfect, like, no kidding, perfect on the first try. Like, it was amazing. That's because I'm a baking genius, and also because they just have a recipe on the back of the bag that hasn't changed in a hundred years. Yeah, but that's a recipe that's easier than not to screw up. Like, if you don't know to, that you have to put all of the wet ingredients into the dry ingredients and you try to do it, like, one by one, it can go bad, then that's one thing. You can burn them pretty easy if you fall asleep. There's, there's things that could have gone wrong, but you did super, super well. They are legitimately some of the best chocolate chip cookies I've ever had. Well, it just proves that you should learn to read, kids, because <laughs> it goes a long way in the kitchen. Uh, yeah, no, I was pretty proud of it. I We were shopping yesterday, two days ago, and we were walking down the baking aisle, 
and I saw the bag of semi-sweet morsels, and I said, do we have what we need at home for me to make these? And Owen said, yeah, we do. And so I said, all right, I'm going to try it because it's ridiculous that I've never made chocolate chip cookies myself in 46 years. In fact, I think the only thing I've baked from scratch, and this I've done many, many times, is bagels. And bagels you don't really bake. You you boil um, more than anything else. So, uh, But I have made – that's the only thing that you could count as kind of a baked good that I've made from scratch. So I was quite proud when these cookies came out okay. And I will say that uh, they don't tell you – on the back of the bag, but if you make the cookies yourself and you do it when no one's at home, no one can see how much cookie dough you eat. <laughs> That's exactly true. That's why it's great that you're never in the kitchen when I'm baking because at least I'd say a fifth to a fourth of whatever batter it is that I'm making just goes directly into the Owen machine. Yeah, it's a real it's a real perk. They, they, I would put that on the back of the bag if I was them. Just do this when no one else is around and plan on this making one-fifth less cookies than it says here because you're going to eat. A bunch of it, because it's awesome. Where's this chicken and dumplings recipe from? Let me pull up the website. This is also a chicken and dumplings recipe. That's my face. Oh, that's your face. <laughs> that I've made um, for like 30 people at one point, too. Um, it's just called 30-Minute Chicken and Dumplings. It's from the website, theslowroasteditalian.com. So check out that blog, I guess, if you want some dope, quick chicken and dumplings it is really good and it's not like uh this is the fanciest bougiest chicken and dumplings you're ever gonna have it includes like frozen carrots and peas and like onion powder and garlic powder and stuff so it's delicious don't get me wrong but it's also like super easy pantry staples and like really good cheap food too and make sure you go to the slow because the slow is my podcast about the inquisition and uh, you'd want to make sure you don't get those you don't get those confused. Just before we uh, close our part of the show, I wanted to uh, just make a note uh, when while well, Owen is here because Owen wasn't involved in the interview with Aunt Linda but had already heard the uh, turkey story. And I'm not going to spoil the turkey story for all of you. But after the turkey story, it really hit home to me that I think – which you will hear in the next part of this show. It really hit home to me that I think Aunt Linda might be the only enlightened person I know, like know personally. Yeah. Like I've been kind of thinking about what that means and, you know, in Buddhism there's a whole, you know, thing about being enlightened and it's usually the the result of years and years and years of meditation and it involves kind of a special awareness and connection to the world around you and a real, a real presence in and of uh, the world and – when I think about my Aunt Linda, the, the more I think about her, the more I think she may be the only person I actually know in my life who fits that bill of being kind of, of being an enlightened person and being just kind of perfectly in touch with her world. And I was just, I was curious about your immediate reaction to that statement. I mean, I think it, I think it puts into words how I, how much I love Aunt Linda and just how close I feel to her because she is, she's so in tune is maybe a mm, corny word to use, but she, yeah, I mean, she's just so aware of everything and she's just so smart and wise about everything. And just like, she takes that extra second that you talk about, oh, look, there's a spider, um, to, to react to things, which I obviously, given the fact that I just got distracted by a spider, um, don't have. And, I just, I love hearing her take on everything because it, it is compassionate and well thought out 
and usually is something where she's not just thinking of you know from the end of her nose she's thinking about everything around it as well i love her so much i love her to death i hope i can be half as cool as her in my life yeah i feel the same way and uh we're gonna get to the interview with aunt linda right after this after these messages we'll be right back hi this is jason's sister gretchen did you know that in addition to listening to a brief chat you can also become a supporting member it's true There are three membership levels, and all of them come with cool bonus material, and some even come with the chance for you to be on the show. Visit abriefchat.com and click on the Support the Show link today. It'll just take a few minutes to join, and you'll be helping Jason and Owen make more episodes of the show. Plus, maybe my brother will finally be able to pay back the money he owes me. Now back to the show. Hey, y'all, this is Owen here with our podcast recommendation of the week. Um, so I apologize to anybody now who knows of the McElroys of, or of their podcasts, because most of mine are going to be that. Um, but the first one I want to start with today is a podcast hosted by Griffin and Rachel McElroy called Wonderful. Um, it originally started as a uh, The Bachelor and Bachelorette Family of Products fan cast, which I know, believe me. I didn't think I was going to like it either. Um, I started listening to it because a friend recommended it to me, even though I didn't listen to The Bachelor, just because that's how funny and charismatic and loving they are. Um, And they were totally right. Since, I think the past two years now, they're not obviously a Bachelor Bachelorette fan cast anymore because they were like, actually, this is gross. Now they simply talk about all of the amazing, wonderful things in our lives. So they talk about... I don't know, overalls, or wombats and their powerful butts, or, you know, different jazz artists, or Pokemon. Um, So, you know, each week brings a completely different (laughs) topic to it, Uh, and and the community as well is super welcoming, um, super lovely if you go on their Facebook page and join it, and it's just a really easy listen, uh, and something that brightens up my week every time I listen to it. And now, on to the interview. Aunt Linda, welcome back to A Brief Chat. Thank you, Jason. I'm happy to be here. I am. I listened to the ones that we did before just recently, and I, re- I really enjoyed listening to us. And a couple of times we were laughing, and I found myself laughing along with us <laughs> listening to the podcast. So well, it was great. I really enjoyed it. That's a great sign. Yeah, I, I, uh, I feel the same way. And not only you and I feel that way, but uh, the listeners of the show feel the same way because I have had numerous requests for more Aunt Linda. And uh, as I, <laughs> I told you by text, I'm only too happy to oblige. So uh, I'm really glad that you're yes, able to come you back. Yes, you did tell me that. <laughs> Me too. I wanted to start off by a a cool thing that you told me about recently, which was the the dilemma you faced when it was uh, turkey time for Thanksgiving and how you went about solving (laughs) that dilemma, because I thought it was a story that was both quintessentially you, but also actually a pretty useful story for people who are thinking about, you know, how do I do a thing that I that I haven't done or I'm not sure I can do. So I thought maybe you could, you right. could tell us the, the turkey story. I had never, at 76, never cooked a turkey by myself. And Rich was going to be away. So he brought the turkey home frozen, 
before he went to Connecticut. And I ended up saying to me, I looked at it, I said, this turkey's going to be thawed like, oh, eight days before Thanksgiving. What are we going to do? Oh, he said, no, it'll be fine. I said, no. So anyway, I went to the Genio website, got my information, because I was concerned about lifting the turkey out of the oven after it was cooked. Because it was, so like, it was a me, pretty big turkey, right? Yeah, it was, well, it seemed big to me. It was 22 pounds. Yeah. And I don't know if it weighs more frozen or not. I don't know how those things go. But I knew that it would be a challenge to get a turkey cooked out of the oven because I was worried about all the liquids. Sure. Jenny O solved those problems. Said, number one, be sure you use your baster. Take every bit of liquid out of the pan before you lift it. And number two, be sure you have a good state-of-the-art cookie sheet that your pan is resting on. So then I felt good about it. But my main concern was I wanted to be good about being able to lift it. Like the actual physical act of picking it up, right? Because it was Of lifting heavy. it out of the oven. Yeah. Yes. And it was going to be hot, even though I got rid of the liquid, so I didn't have that fear anymore. <laughs> so I called Todd and I said to him, "If do you have any weights at your house? I said, I don't want the big barbell things. I said, I just want the little silver things that go on it so that I can lift it because I wanted to... I knew I wasn't going to be able to become a great weightlifter in five days, but I wanted to connect my brain and my arms so that we could get this turkey out of the oven, even though we're not used to lifting something that heavy. Well, of course, he didn't have any. And I'll just so mention for the check, yeah. sake of the listeners that Todd is your son. My son, right? Yes. So I, so that was that. Then, so I, what I did was go out in the yard, and I got two sizable rocks that felt you know, about right, 20 pounds, 10 pounds on each side. (laughs) So for five times a day for the days leading up to getting that frozen turkey thawed and cooked by myself, I lifted rocks (laughs) and I really think it helped my brain. Well, you know, I I really felt like when I was getting that, I felt confident when I was getting the turkey out. Although I did put the pan on, um, I had a a big hot pad holder on a chair. So I only had a (laughs) lift of pan from the, oven to a chair and then I took the chair and moved it over by the counter it was quite an ordeal (laughs) but it was successful nonetheless that turkey story to me that is a quintessential Aunt Linda story to me for (laughs) but for a variety of good reasons I don't know anybody else I mean, I literally don't know anybody else who, with five days to go before they had to perform some kind of physical feat, would think, well, I'll, what I need to really do is connect my brain to my body a little better so that we're ready to tackle this thing together. But the reason I don't know anybody else who would do it is not because it's a ridiculous idea. It's because I just don't know anybody else who would think of it. I think it's a brilliant idea. And when you first told me, I thought to myself, well, yeah, that's exactly right. Of course, what you want to do is is get the muscles in your body and your brain kind of all firing in the same path around this idea right. of let's lift something. It it makes yeah. perfect sense. But unless you were like in in some sort of physical rehab or something, we we don't spend any time thinking about or you're an athlete, I guess we don't spend very much time thinking about. Well, I wonder how I'm able to better connect the way I think about performing this task with the fact of forming this task so that I can actually do it. And that to me was like, right. oh, that's that's total brilliance. Why why wouldn't I never well, would have thought of that in a billion years. <laughs> well, while we're talking about brilliance, we don't want to overlook 
absolute desperation. I mean, I, I, I was fran- I was really frantic and quite grumpy, actually, about the turkey <laughs> because my go-to guys would be Rich and Todd, and they were going to Connecticut for the Patriots game, their annual, you know, outing to Connecticut. So I had no, it's not like I could, well, I could if I got desperate enough, and I would have gone over to a neighbor and asked for help because they all know Rich here. You know, he's sure. been here since 2006. So anyway, yeah, that was it. But it was, um, I'm glad you think it sounds so brilliant, but boy, I'm telling you, it all came out of desperation because I was, I was really nervous about it. <laughs> well, as they say, grumpiness is the mother of invention. So, uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, now, and I can be very grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> now we should uh i guess we should mention the last time you were on the show uh first of all we did the interview in person and we were able to do that because you were on the the eastern side of the united states but uh since Correct. that time yes. and you you used to have the pattern of uh in the warm weather you'd be in upstate new york in your house and in the cold weather you would go to one of the places you used to live which is tucson where uh, and this is another beautifully Aunt Linda thing where your ex-husband lives, but you guys are still pals. And so you would stay there when you when you went out. And uh, yeah. this just for the sake of the listeners, uh, this time you've decided to to make that a more or less permanent thing. Although I do know you'll be coming back you know, to visit in the summers. But I'm yeah. just I'm curious oh, yeah. about yeah. Uh, how it's going. You're settling in with a, a, a house full of uh, fabulous dogs. But I, I think sometimes a little rambunctious dogs and how is the yes, kind of resettling yes. <laughs> into the southern southwestern life going so far i think it's going really really well i've had um you know it's been i had a great trip yeah that sort of set the tone for what was going to happen and to come i think when jill first called me she always makes my reservations todd always buys my ticket but she does all the footwork and again i'm just for the sake of the listeners since they don't know who these people are jill is your cousin cousin. and mine yep uh, who's in the same generation as you you and my mom and then jill and her sister all grew up in the same place that's correct yes we did so anyway she called me she said good news i can make the same reservation for you this year that you had last year and I just felt all of a sudden like somebody smashed me over the head. I said, I can't do that. Because last year, the you know, I came out here, I came to see Rich and Todd. And of course, Tammy was here, but this year she's not. So I said, I can't, I can't make, I can't, I don't want the same airline. I don't want the same flight. I don't want anything. So, okay, all right. I, I'll call you back as soon as I fix it. And this is so, the last time I'll probably it. have to do this. But I just want to mention that Tammy was also my cousin and your daughter. And last year she passed away after you arrived there. Yeah. Yes, she had passed away. I came in November and she died in February. So I just didn't want to, I did, the, I, I just couldn't do it. I didn't want to, do, I don't know why, it just felt all wrong. So um, she got me another flight on Southwest. And she said in all the years, because she, when she worked for the military, um, she used to, one of the, her jobs was to get all their plane travels organized so she's used to doing this kind of thing you know getting people flights and what have you but she said oh she called me she said i have to tell you you're all set you're going southwest everything's different she said but i want you to look at the reservation code she said in all the years that i worked and all the years that carl and i have traveled over the years she said, i've never looked at a reservation code before but she said look at it and this and is just right like a meaningless the... string of letters and numbers usually right it's just like a, yes. a random yes. group of letters no. and numbers that tell totally, you 
totally yeah. random. Yeah. Yes. And right in the middle of the reservation code was TLJ. And of course, there Tammy's those with Tammy are Tammy's initials. So she says, does that make you feel better? I said, oh, my gosh, it makes me feel wonderful. You know, for me, it, it was just like, okay, you're on the right flight. You don't have to be sad, you know, because last year you just get on planes and you go to see somebody and you get back on a plane and leave. And, you know, it, you just don't realize how quickly in a blink of an eye everything can change. So, yeah, I was very happy about it. So I think that set the tone. I, I have the reservation thing up on the refrigerator. <laughs> when I got here, Rich's re- beautiful refrigerator was totally empty. And, of course, I had all my – well, it's like my med- one of my meditation spots. You're in the refrigerator a lot. Yeah. And so I have all things that I care about all over. You can barely see the refrigerator for all the stuff I've got on it. But one of the things that I have on it is that little reservation code because Jill cut it out, of course, and she put it on a lovely little paper, like an index card kind of paper. And so it looks quite nice, you know, and so I have that there. Did it just feel like so, it was like it was time to move? I mean, you, you had a... a you know, lovely uh, little house in a in a very quiet part of upstate New York. And what what yeah. kind of precipitated this idea that this time when I go, I'm going to stay there? Well, I knew I had to sell my house because remember, my septic system was crumbling, side porch, front porch rotting. The house was the foundation was sinking because that house was built in the 1860s. And I loved it. And it loved me. I mean, that for 12 years, we took good care of each other. But I knew I had, I knew I could, I couldn't take care of it anymore. I didn't have that kind of financial resources to start doing all the things that, you know, jacking up the house and replacing the septic. So because of that, I figured, you know, well, the house and I are just, it's time for us to go our separate ways. My next door neighbor bought it because he didn't want somebody to come in and just live in it and let it get worse and worse and worse. Cause you can buy a house as is. Sure. Which is what he did when he bought my house as is. But I was talking to one of my neighbors and she said, there's a dumpster in the front yard and all the siding is off the house and all the windows, uh, the house is being taken down because even for Bob and Marge who are contractors, it, it's just, he's going to rebuild on the property, but there was just too much that needed to, I mean, everything needed to be done, you know, so it wasn't, it wasn't something that they want. So I can just picture my house and probably it's horrible with no siding on it, no, no windows in it. But at any rate, I know it's in good hands because they'll take wonderful care of the property and wonderful care of the, um, you know, of the new house that they put on it. So that's a great comfort right there. Yeah, Absolutely. And of course, uh, we're very much looking forward uh, to the summers when we'll uh, get a chance to see you. Although Owen was just saying again yesterday, you know, we really need to figure out how to get out to Tucson and pay you guys a visit because Owen has never been there and, uh, you know, would love to see the surroundings. Yes. And really, when you plan, try to get your vacations, you know, a lot of vacation time because you can come, you can have this back room to sleep and you don't have to worry about hotels. You can totally factor that out. You don't have to worry about meals because you'll be here. So you could stay longer and then you don't have to like fly in for three days or something. You know, you can take a nice vacation with whatever time you can arrange. 
So no problem. We've got room here. Well, Remember I told you when your mother and sister came last year that I wished I had known you wanted to come to because you could have stayed here. I mean, there's always room. Some people can't stay here. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, you and all are only are the ones I would invite to my house and say, okay, now here's the thing. Before you come, take a shower because I got no hot water. Remember, I didn't my hot water yes. tank is gone. <laughs> and there was something else I wanted you to bring because uh, I didn't pillows. have it. There were no pillows <laughs> remaining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your your so, you phone know, message was, was bring very... your own pillows and take a shower before you come. <laughs> <laughs> and so, we said, you no know, problem. You, you, I would always be comfortable having you guys come to any house of mine. And uh, you'll be comfortable, too. So it'll work out just perfect. <laughs> Well, it has uh, it has been a pleasure as always to have you on the podcast. I'm uh, I'm Thank excited uh, for fun. the listeners to be able to hear this, and I hope you'll come back again. I sure will. You just invite me, and I'll come again. That's our show. We decided not to wait till after the chicken and dumplings, primarily so that I can actually make the show while the chicken and dumplings are cooking. Uh, thanks so much to Aunt Linda. We love you. It's always great to have you on the show. Uh, I'm Jason. You can follow me at Jason D. Crane. I'm Owen. You can follow me at Shimmy Lizard. You can also find the show on Instagram at A Brief Chat, including our lovely behind-the-scenes-in-the-kitchen photo, which you're probably going to want to see because, you know, we're super cute. And we'll be back next week with another episode of A Brief Chat. Now, I just want to uh, say a quick technical note. There was no First Friday Poetry episode this month because of a comedy of errors. Originally, I was supposed to go and spend the weekend with the featured poet and then she got sick and then when we tried to record we had 87 million different technical issues and eventually i just said let's forget it and we'll do it the next time so uh, there was none for december but there will definitely be one in january and thanks for your patience on that i love you i love you we, we love, love you, you. A, a better, better world, world is possible, possible.